Hey, 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 listeners. Welcome back to the True Life in Abundance podcast. Where abundance is more than money. And we're your hosts. I'm Lenora. And I'm Shannon. And we're back today on another episode. And as always, we'll get started with today's quote. And it says, the greatest tribute a boy can give to his father is to say, when I grow up, I want to be just like my dad. And that's by Billy Graham. That's so cute. Isn't that cute? Yes. So as y'all know, Father's Day is coming up. So today we will be interviewing one of the world's best dads. And I know I'm just a little bit biased. (laughs) All the kids and the ladies love him. So without further ado, Shannon, can you introduce today's guest? Yes, we have Mr. Enelius Davis, better known as E. He attended South Carolina State and Lynn University, where he received a double bachelor's in communications and sports medicine. He played basketball overseas for one year until he had a career-ending industry injury. Goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Injury. Now he works at a hospital in um, the IT department as a level two tech. Currently, he resides in South Florida with his two rambunctious boys. And that's me, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, thank you so much for coming on today. All right. So, before we get started, can you just give me a quick overview of, like, your home life growing up? Uh, Home life growing up. Uh, I grew up in a two-parent home. My parents were married like my entire life they were married before I was born so um very stable upbringing um both parents were very like uh involved in everything like I don't know almost too involved to be honest like they like you know how parents go to games my parents went to practices like literally Mm. every single practice if I practice a Monday through Saturday, they would be there Monday through Saturday for all three sports I played for every one of the kids. I have a older brother and a younger brother, and it was the same thing for them. Like, they attend everything. So very, like, involved, hands-on parents. That's very unique. And there <laughs> is, just to specify, there is a gap. In between, because they can't split themselves up between you and your older brother. It's like, what, like eight years? Right. So, and they're like eight years between you and your younger brother. So that's that's how they was able to to do all those things. I'm still exhausted hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, me too. All right. So you had probably a pretty good relationship with your dad, can you describe your dad in like three words or less? Uh, my dad was super stubborn. Oh goodness! <laughs> uh, <laughs> super stubborn. Um, very caring though. Like he would give you everything you have, and I would say he is. It's like he's very intelligent. Like he actually didn't graduate high school, but he went back and got his GED, then got his culinary license after. But he was actually very intelligent, very intelligent. So yeah. Aww. I have a question. Mm-hmm. So you speak in past tense. Is he no longer with us? Right, he passed okay. away in twenty twenty. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> all right so e, you have a very unique journey to fatherhood um can you tell us about the first time a young lady told you that she was pregnant and that you were the father oh yeah that's very very complicated <laughs> <laughs> actually something I really don't speak on much because I don't like to give it light and I don't like to speak about negative things or speak negative about anybody so I just kind of let it be but long story short um basically the person I was with for five to six years or so um 
Okay, so she was also a basketball player. Um, she was also pursuing a professional career. Um, so we were very careful when it came to like uh, sexual intercourse because we didn't want or need any babies at the time with all the traveling we were doing. She was traveling a lot, I was traveling a lot, et cetera, et cetera. But long story short, um, she was pregnant. I wasn't really sure how, but we had been together so long, I didn't really question it. Um, not going to get into too many details, but long story short, the baby ended up being from my best friend, not from me. And um, didn't find out until after the baby was born. Um, basically... The baby had a certain genetic disease that has to be passed from parents. And I did not have that disease. <laughs> so therefore, the baby could not be mine. But they kept it under wraps for a little while before it came to me. But yeah, so that was my first experience. Wow. Very traumatic cool. one. <laughs> Very yeah. much so. <laughs> yeah. How mm -hmm. old was the baby before you found out? Uh, too much. Mm. Yeah. So I could just imagine you did like baby showers and picking out names and all of that. No, actually, um, never was one for the baby showers. Um, I don't know. You you know how I am. I don't really want to um ask for anything. Like I kind of just get it by myself. Like I don't really need like the handouts etc cetera, etc cetera. and then also like the money that it would take to put together um a baby shower i just felt like i can put towards the baby rather than renting a place or mm -hmm. buying this buying balloons buying food if i like that could just be money that's going to my child so i didn't feel like baby shower was necessary so but yeah the name picking um, appointments, et cetera, et cetera, but no, none of the baby shower stuff. Okay. All right. So uh, I guess it's safe to say once you found out the baby wasn't yours, you moved on. Pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So fast forward, you meet someone else mm -hmm. and then she tell you that she's pregnant. What was your initial thoughts or emotions? Uh, initially, it, like, um, multiple, like, multiple, like, happy, but then uncertain at the same time. Because I, I was never really dead set on becoming a father just because the the traveling and the basketball and I just wasn't really sure I was ready to like settle down, I guess, like in that sense of like, um, because if I like, I, I had a dad that was like completely in my life, so I like, there's no way I was gonna drop the ball and not be there. So, um, it was like a little bit of uncertainty trying to like, like what was gonna be my next move, but um, happy at the same time. Okay. That's good. Well, I'm happy that you were happiness, a happy ending. The baby is here. <laughs> so, okay. So, how important was it for you to see like fatherhood modeled by your dad for you and your brothers? Uh, very much so. Um, my my dad was a dad to like multiple people though. Like, um. A lot of my friends and cousins didn't have fathers in their lives, so my dad took the role for everybody, pretty much. So football teammates, baseball teammates, basketball teammates, track teammates, like everybody, like he he would look out for everybody. Um, and then my dad, that's what, I mean, honestly, that's one of the things I should have said about him is like his realness. My dad was honest to a fault. Like he would hurt feelings like no other but it, it's like he'll tell you the truth but it's like no it's no like brutally honest yeah like brutally honest so um so <laughs> but with that honesty like he set a lot of people like on the right path um so 
yeah, he 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 was definitely a good example of fatherhood. Um, because like I said, he wasn't just a father to us. Like he, like at his funeral, I had a lot of people like say that that was their dad too. So Aww. he made a lot of a lot of impact. Yeah, you know, when you said he was like extremely honest mm-hmm. with people, I think that's very important, um, especially when it's a man like helping rear other just any child especially other um males um not having to like baby them and not just telling people what they want to hear and just giving them the real so they'll know the truth and not go down a destructive path while they're getting a yes man in their corner so i I think that's awesome yeah you're not not getting that from my dad at all (laughs) that's good but some people, boy, I, it was plenty of times I second guess. Like, should I say this to him? Because boy, <laughs> <laughs> he is gonna give you the clip every time. No hesitation. Yeah. So, yeah. That's needed a lot of times. I think a lot of people these days need that anyway, and a lot of people are afraid to do so because of how things have changed. Oh yeah, for sure. But then you know what? Honesty too. A lot of people think they want honesty until they get it. Mm-hmm. Well, so. it's never, it's all, it's oftentimes not easy to hear, you know, yeah, exactly. it's, it's not easy to hear, but doesn't mean we don't need it. You know, we yeah. might not want it, but we need right, it. Right. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. So true. Okay. So I am happy to hear, you know, how much your dad impacted your life. So I do want to ask you a question. Are you still with your boy's mom? No, I'm not. Okay. So why do you think it was important for your sons to come live with you full time when it was time for you and their mom to split ways? Uh, it's like, that's a loaded question, but it's like, (laughs) (laughs) it was like me and the mirror's connection, right? At the time, like there was no way, like, she was going to be able to get him like away from me like it just wasn't going to be like like me and this little boy do everything together every single thing and you know this was um a little bit before kelly was born so like but at the time like there is no way um amir was gonna go (laughs) with her like just wasn't gonna happen and then um financially as well I was just in a better place and then even with the schooling like I have three aunties two cousins they're all school teachers at the particular elementary school like it was just like everything just kind of fell into place for him to be with me so that's how we went okay that is important so give us Cause y'all, he having this insane schedule. <laughs> All right, right now school is out, but mm-hmm. can you tell us what would a typical day be like if school was still in? All right, so for a while it has been wake up in the morning, say around five to five thirty, drive thirty-five to forty minutes to work work for about two and a half, three hours, drive back home 30 to 45 minutes, wake the boys up, get them ready for school, take them to school, drive all the way back to work, get off work and go back, pick them up. Once I pick them up, um, we, we do homework different. We do homework later. So typically pick them up, we ride the bikes, we go to the park, they play basketball. Uh, we figure out what they want to eat that night. They they are so opposite. They're the same but opposite. So one wants Taco Bell, the other one wants McDonald's. One works Burger <laughs> King, the other one wants Pizza Hut. So we make our random stops to whatever food they want, and then come home. They take a bath, and then we do thirty minutes of ABC Mouse, and then we do their homework, and that's pretty much my day. Monday through Friday. So, do you cook? 
I absolutely hate cooking. I only cook when absolutely necessary. Like it has to be like the boys have to ask for it specifically, or it has to be like a dire need. And I'd be like, all right, all right, I do. <laughs> Other than that, okay. <laughs> and are they, um, if you don't mind, um, how old are they? If Amir, it's too much, then you don't have to share it. No, nah, you got Amir just turned nine mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, and Callie is five. Okay. So you were taking them to two different schools. Correct. Y'all, <laughs> when I learned this crazy sketch, I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> like it, I legit at that point had zero more excuses for my daughter's dad. <laughs> because when somebody really wants to do something, they will. I mean, that's a, that's like a life lesson. But yeah, when you really want to do something, you really want to be there. Like you stated earlier, you know, how your dad was very involved with you and your brothers. So, mm-hmm. you know, you wanted to do the same. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So on any given weekend, it's normal for you to have like seven to eight kids that yes. you're keeping. <laughs> Why is it so important for you to be like a safe place, not only for your son, but for your cousins, friends, neighborhood kids, and everyone else? Yeah, well, that just kind of fell into place initially with my God kids because my God kids are literally the same as that ages as my kids so um liza is nine and jj is five like they're literally the same as that age as my kids um no knocker in their parents but their parents get off late you know sometimes they're tired etc cetera, etc cetera. so the kids weren't getting out much so when my kids go play with them it was just easy for me to come on y'all come to the park with us just to kind of get the kids out but then i mean kind of help the parents and the on the back end, but it's really just for the kids. I just, like, you got to be able, like, I want kids to be able to be kids because, mm-hmm. like, once they grow up, it's nothing but adulting, right? So I Yes, want to be able like, to for the rest family. of your life, yeah. You're only kids <laughs> right. for 18 years. <laughs> right. So, and then, like, and then Amir get a friend, and now Callie get a friend, and then I had a, like, kind of like a lifelong friend who ended up moving down the street, and then her daughter's the same age as Amir, they go to the same school. So then it turned into like JJ Liza, then my cousin Lyric, my little cousin Nova. And then now we got Zamaya too. Then I got my two. So now we got like seven kids. And I don't know. We just go have fun. And then um I don't know. I'm like a big kid too. So when we had the part, like we all playing. So it's not like a a drag for me to do so because like I'm just as active as them. Like we're swinging, we're sliding, we're running, like come back and then once you let kids be kids it's like it's easy to get them to listen at that point so it's not like a zoo or anything because like once we get back they're all kind of tired they had their fun they got their you know they're playing out we eat some snacks so and then it just kind of goes like that so then naturally what kid doesn't want to go to the fun parent house so it's I'm sitting at home bored. Hey, can I go to the house? And then it just kind of goes like that some weekends. Mm. That's so good. And I'm exhausted from hearing that too. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Okay. So what, like, what happens like when you have to discipline them? Cause I know like for some of your cousins you kind of like step up and it's like a father figure to them like what happens when you have to discipline your boys or some that you play like a father figure to okay so with my boys um they don't get beatings they don't get yelled at they don't get cursed at like i learned something in psychology um back in college about like negative and positive reinforcement Mm-hmm. So I'm able to, but you have to instill it early, which I did like from day one. And then basically you're able to get a response from them um, by taking things away rather than like 
because basically, okay, so with my dad, right, like he was he very like disciplinarian as well. So if I did do something, like I said, I wasn't necessarily keen on like going to tell him about it because I knew he was gonna jump down my throat, right? So with me being a parent, I never wanted that for my kids. I want them to be able to come to me no matter what, without being reprimanded for every little thing of me jumping out of their throat. So they're not afraid to come say anything to me. But I also needed to establish, like, I am your dad, not your friend, right? So if they do something, like, okay, so like I said, we we play a lot. So every day we go to the park. Every day we ride a bike. Every day we play the game. Like, we're always doing something. So if one of them did something to get in trouble, um, and say they did it twice, like, on that second time, after the first warning, it's like, okay, I'm going to take the bike away for a week. And for them, that's a big deal because they're not used to sitting around. They're used to doing something. So you take anything away, it like destroys their whole world. So I don't have to yell or beat or like, I just, okay, you did this. I told you not to do this. You did it again. So no bike for a week or no outside for a week or no game for a week. Like whatever I decide. Um, With my oldest, he loves like, shoes right he got jordans and nikes and so i'll put him okay no shoes for two weeks like you got to wear your reebok so whatever whatever it kills oh him. goodness <laughs> yeah, so, so um and then we also sit down and talk about why like a lot of times as parents i mean not that you have to explain anything to your kids but a lot of times as parents we'll just do something but then there's no explanation on why so what's the lesson really learned? So I always sit them down and like, okay, listen, I told you not to do this. You did it again. I'm taking the bike away for a week. Um, do you understand why? I have them say it back to me. Okay, so you get that I have to do this because you didn't do what you were supposed to do, et cetera, et cetera. Just so we got a full understanding. So now if this did happen again, I have to take an even further measure. Like maybe I'm taking everything away, which I have had to do with my oldest. Um well, I took, I stripped everything away. Like he got in trouble, not going to get into details. Very smart kid, reads way above grade level, et cetera, et cetera, and got like a low score on the test. But I heard from the teacher earlier that week, he had been playing around a lot in class. So he already had the warning for playing too much. Then he comes back with a low score grade, like on his test. And then after that, he gets in trouble for playing again. So it was like, oh no, buddy, like that's school, respect. And sleeping on time is, like, my biggest thing, right? So you messing up in school. I got to, like, everything, the shoes, the bike, the playing, the game, the everything is going. And then um, we talked about why. And then basically he has to re-earn everything week by week. But I actually I did it week every other week, actually. So you got to not get in you trouble drag that punishment out <laughs> i did i really did because i had to prove a point because it was school like i do not play about school like at all because <laughs> like especially with them being young black men the one thing they can never take away from us is your education yeah so like i don't play about that at all and then so i i definitely drag it out so it was just like okay you got can't get in trouble in school can't get in trouble at home and after two weeks Test score is good. Grades is good. You pass your spelling test. And then I give the shoes back. Or then I give the... But like, so he had to earn everything back. But that's my way of disciplining. Just uh, positive and negative reinforcement. And it's... Sorry. Uh-huh, go, ahead. You go ahead. Finish. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say... Um, So what I have noticed is like my kids are not afraid to tell me when they do something. Like when he did get in trouble in school... He would not, for the life of him, tell anybody what he did until I got there. And he told me right away, okay, daddy, this is what I did, et cetera, et cetera. But that's the reason I do it because, like I said, I don't want them afraid to talk to me because just the influences in the world, you know, peer pressure, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. I want them, okay, this person asked me to smoke weed, daddy. What, like, I, I don't want them to be afraid to come to me for that. You know what I'm saying? Because with my dad, I would never, like, great dad, don't get me wrong, but who, I'm going to my mom or something like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to know, you said you take 
So if one kid get in, gets in trouble, you take away their outside privileges or certain things like that. So right. if since you all are doing something every day, if one gets in trouble and you take a bike away, like what is the other one doing? Is the other one? Oh, yeah. He still ride his bike. So what we'll do. So instead of doing the homework later at night. So for Amir, when he got in trouble, when we got home, the first thing we would do is hop on homework like because now you're not playing so we hopping on homework and that time Callie is playing a game he's like playing the xbox eating his snacks whatever while Amir doing his homework when Amir get done with his homework is hey what you want to do you want to go um watch tv or you want to you know what I'm saying? but you can't do any of the fun stuff you wanted to do but mm-hmm. he would just chill out watch tv watch sports whatever whatever Callie uh get like because my god kids live right behind us literally so Kelly, and JJ and him and JJ playing in the front yard, <laughs> and that be that. Oh. But um, it just kind of works out because they they are so opposite. So like, Amir is like very adventurous, right? So typically, if one of them gets in trouble, more often than not, they neither one of them gets in trouble a lot. Like they very both well behaved. But if one was to get in trouble more often than not, it's Amir. Callie is just like a, I don't know, like a sweet, like innocent baby. I don't know. I can't explain mm-hmm. him. You just have to meet him to like everybody says the same thing about him. So I don't know. It's typically easy. Like Amir do something every now and again, take his stuff away. And Callie just does what he does. He'll go <laughs> grab JJ. They play outside in the front yard. And come here, come sit with me. Like he'll do his homework outside. We sit outside and we watch him play, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Love that. All right. What is one piece of advice that you received from your dad when you became a dad that stuck with you? Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a couple, but one thing he definitely taught me, uh, and this is before I had kids. Um, he said he always focused so much on fatherhood because he didn't have a father. So he said, being a parent. It's like providing what you didn't have, right? So when it came to my kids, that's the bit like that. And that is like what sticks it like provide what you didn't have because that's what my dad did for us. He provided what he did not have. So for me, um, even though I had great parents, I did not know there was anything outside of my city until I was like 12. Like we did not do much traveling at all. <laughs> Like everything was just, you know, school, sports, home. So with my kids, they're nine and five. They have been on airplanes. They've been to like five museums, three different zoos, two different water parks, three different theme parks. We've been on like jungle, like like the jungle cruise thing, like a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we like like anything I can think of. Like, I try to get them as much experience to show them like it's a big world out there because I didn't know there was a world outside of my city. <laughs> Until I was like, yeah, that's real. (laughs) So that was like the biggest thing I took from him. Like, uh, like provide what you didn't have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. That is good. All right. What is one piece of advice that you would want to give to other dad or father figures? Uh, Take the time. Like really take the time. Put the time in. I just feel like men in general um so i see a lot in our culture if something isn't going right with the mom they could care less <laughs> about the child like they kind of they come around when it's convenient for them you get what i'm saying rather than like like they pick when they want a parent like like when it's right. convenient for them as i said so like just put the time in because you really don't know what you're missing like a connection with your child is like irreplaceable but they never it goes get fast it, right but they never get that feeling because they never actually have to do any of the parenting they just kind of pick and choose and they want to be around so they don't have the full out connection not saying they don't love their child of course they love them because it's theirs but they don't you get what i'm saying they don't have like that yeah. that bond or that yeah. connection because there's no time put in it don't it don't matter a lot of them think it's about the money it don't matter about the money i don't care if you send a thousand dollars a month it's not about the money mm-hmm. it's about the time yeah that's so true that's what i would tell them and that's what i try to tell the friends i have around me like 
you with the mom or not, whatever. That child did not have to be here. Y'all made a child. Just do what you got to do as a man. Preach, preacher. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> And so, it shouldn't be a chore either. It should just be like you right. You should to. want to. It's yours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But, but a lot of men like it take a while for the maturity level. Some never mature mm-hmm. because you have to be able to think. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be able to think outside yourself when it comes to a child because you're yeah. not first anymore. A lot yeah. of men are not. They want to do it. They want to do when they want to do it. So having that responsibility of a child takes that away, and they don't want that. So as I said, they pick and choose when parenting when they want a parent you know what i'm saying so uh-huh. yeah yep. i so, definitely yeah. agree Put that time in if necessary yeah i agree um all right so i do want to wrap up this part of the segment shannon you got any other things you want to ask you before we go to our next part no, I just I think everything he said was very um good and I commended him yeah. as a parent, you know, mm-hmm. parent that's doing it, especially a single parent that's doing it. I think it's great to see that somebody stepped up for the kids. Um not I'm not speaking on your situation in particular mm-hmm. anything about their mom, but you know, when women step up, we I, we're commended. I was commend you well sometimes we're commended but right. we commend you for being a parent you know yeah. and doing your part as well because it's needed especially from a, a father figure a black male father figure it, it's it's needed yeah yeah so that was like one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on because you know most times they say like black men you know your age and your 30s they're saying like you know most of them are like dead or in jail or or absent father. So I really mm-hmm. wanted to bring you on so people could see another light. Like, no, there are black men that are out here that are not only stepping up to do the mere minimum or meeting standard, actually exceeding standards. So yeah. that's definitely um, why I definitely wanted other people to hear that, you know, especially with the initial trauma that you had of the first girlfriend. Um, you know, you didn't let that stop you um, from like raising your kids, you know, the saying like, okay, well, anybody else that come along and tell me that she's automatically lying. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. So I definitely um, commend you as well for, you know, still sticking in there and running away because, you know, I'm sure it was triggering. Mm -hmm. I, I would think for sure. <laughs> All right. So, E, every episode, Shannon and I answer five random questions. Are you up for that challenge tonight? Oh, absolutely not, but I'm going to try for y'all. <laughs> oh, you suck. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, question number five, one is twofold only for you, E. So, but we, me and Shannon can only answer one part of it. So, First part is what is what was your favorite thing to do with your dad? And then the second part is now what is your favorite thing to do with your kids as a dad? Okay, my favorite thing to do was just watch sports. Like we would sit in his bed and watch sports together. So whether it be a dolphin game or a heat game, Panthers game, just watch sports. Like that was my favorite thing to do. And my favorite thing to do with my kids is go to the park. I love being at the park with them to see the joy, to see the fun. I, I love it. Okay. All right. What about you, Shannon? What's your favorite thing to do with your dad? Okay. So when I was a kid, even though I did not live in the same state, I would visit him every summer. Well, most summers. And he would take me to like us to different places, me and my sister to different places, like theme parks, black rodeo. Never knew there were black cowboys until he took us. Mm-hmm. Um, he took us to like Lakers games, stuff like that. So he was always like the fun dad because he always wanted to make it fun for us when we got there because he wasn't there the other times. So right. with my <laughs> uh, kids, I like to, I don't know, I just like with Riley because he's older. I like to, we used to have like movie nights and watch different movies together. But now we um, have, we both watch uh, The Rookie. And I watch it on my time, and he watches it on his time, and then we talk about it. I like that we can discuss certain shows together. 
Um, I think that's fun. And then with my daughter, I just take her to the park and I like to just watch her like grow. I like to teach her things like her. She's one and she knows her all her body parts and stuff like that. I'm always impressed by that and like to show her off. That is impressive. Yeah, I can show her. I can do a video for you. But yeah, I like to do that. I like to teach her things so I can like flaunt it. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, For me, favorite thing that I like to do with my dad is the same as E. I definitely love watching games with him. Again, whether it's Dolphins game, he game, or any other game that's on. I'm always the one yelling at the TV, like, you want to play some defense or what? <laughs> and he's always the one, like, I know they ain't going to do no junk like that. And then they're going to win this game. <laughs> so I definitely um, love that. Uh, my dad, he, like, he's also very knowledgeable as well. So I definitely love, like, when he could, like, teach me something um, I love that. When we were younger, he used to work at like a park and he used to have something called like a hayride. It was fun and scary at the same time. <laughs> Even though I went on it many times and I know what people would jump out at, I would still get scared, but I would always <laughs> love when he would take us there. So yeah, that's that. Um, I'm not a dad, but the things I love to do with my daughter, <laughs> uh, I love to... Um, we go to the movies together a lot or whatever. And we talked in the movie. We were like, oh, my God. Like, why would you do that? Who would open that door? So, oh, you so, curse the baby. What'd you say? I said, you done curse the poor child. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, the same thing I do with my dad, the same thing I do with my daughter. We talk through the show and we talk through the <laughs> movies Lord. and sports. All right. Question number two, what was your, no, sorry, who was your favorite TV dad growing up? I didn't have a favorite TV dad, to be honest. Okay, just think of my goodness. Don't be <laughs> oh, I thought we was being honest. I just answered. <laughs> I really did. Dad, uh, eh. you know what? Can I go outside the box? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Y'all ever, y'all ever watch like, Hey Arnold? Yeah. No. Cartoon? No. Okay. What's well, granddad? Shannon did. I like the granddad. Okay. Granddad, I like granddad too. Yeah, I like the granddad. <laughs> he was cool. Yeah, he was super cool. I like granddad. <laughs> I like. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. So, so I like. He's he's very uh cliche, but um Bill Cosby. On the Cosby Show, I thought he was a good dad. He was very hands-on and active. He knew when to discipline them. I like that. You know, I never watched the Cosby Show much. Really? Me either. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all were so busy doing sports, so I know y'all didn't have time. Mm. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) But for me, I'm definitely going to go with Uncle Phil. Like every Father's Day, they always play that one clip, and I always get triggered by it. Of when, <laughs> when Will, the one with yeah. Will crying. Yeah, well, like his, <laughs> his dad was like coming back into his life, but did did it take him? And, so, and then like Uncle Phil had to tell his dad like to not come back and stuff like that. And then, like, you know, how we'll start crying about like how he'll never do that to his kids or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. That was definitely an iconic scene. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, if I'm going to go with TV Uncle, if we're going to think outside the box, I'm going to go okay. with... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a TV Uncle. I'm going to say the guy from A Different World, Mr. Games. Yeah, I like Mr. Games. <laughs> okay, like, I like that he imparted wisdom onto that. Mm-hmm. And he was funny. Yeah, he was fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Question number three. Would you never want to watch your favorite movie again or never listen to your favorite song again? Ooh. Uh, uh, go away with the movie. What's your favorite movie? 
to, to be honest, you know, I don't really have a lot of favorite things. I don't really have well, a favorite one thing. of your favorite movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> man, um, one of my favorite. Uh, that's all the Fridays. Mm. Every Friday. Okay. Yeah. And what's your favorite song that you can't, or one of your favorite songs one that of you my couldn't songs. give up? Oh man, that's tough. Um, man, um, <laughs> I I'm thinking. I just know I like with the sports thing, big on music because all the traveling, so I always listen to music, so I couldn't take the music away. Okay, awesome. but well, yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> all right, what about you, Shannon? I'm the same. I could give up my favorite movies, um, but I like to listen to music. So, what's some of your favorite movies that you'll have to say bye bye to? I have two. Well, my two top is Pretty Woman and Dark Knight. And um, I don't know, Dark Knight is gonna be tough, but I, I could like watch Dark Knight, Knight Rises. Huh? I like Dark Knight. I don't think I've never seen Pretty Woman all the way through. I like Pretty Woman a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, Dark but Knight definitely fire though. I, I love, love yeah, Dark Knight. Too. I like that so, too. Mm-hmm. I know, but I would kind of probably have to because I want I want my music because music gets you through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's, we talked about that in our last mm-hmm. episode. For the love of gospel music, yeah, and in our uh, love for hip hop, we talked yes. about how much we love um, music. Mm-hmm. So for me, y'all know, no, 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 which one I'm giving up. Yep. I'm movies. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Yep. <laughs> I am giving up movies for sure. Yeah. Um, barely even watch TV, yet alone. <laughs> like. <laughs> so I watch my sports, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of my favorite movies would include... Um, I don't know. I can only think about like kids' movies. <laughs> like, so that's so childish. <laughs> but like, no. yeah, because I just watch all the movies with her. Mm-hmm. So like, all my Madagascar one, two, and three. I love those <laughs> movies. <laughs> Despicable Me. I would have oh, to give up God. them. <laughs> um. So yeah, but I definitely like I. I talked about it on here before. I don't like the first Friday, but I do like the second and third one. They were super funny to me with that. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely would miss them, but I'll get over it. But y'all know I cannot give up music because I have to always be able to listen to Back That Thing Up. Even oh on my, my deathbed. <laughs> guys, I want you guys to play Back That Thing Up. First and then play Take Me to the King. Like <laughs> so you can redeem yourself after. <laughs> even in my even in my casket, I told my daughter to shake the casket just like you know, like when you play the song, just shake it a little bit. So like I'm bopping to it one last time. <laughs> like, like I have to, have to. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. Question number four, would you rather get matching piercings or matching tattoos with your partner or spouse? Uh, Okay, so because I have so many tattoos, the Mm -hmm. initial thought process would be tattoo, but you know what? I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go matching piercings only because... The if you go to any tattoo artist, they'll tell you like the matching tattoos is a jinx. It always ends. (laughs) <laughs> after okay. the matching tattoos happens it, it never lasts like every tattoo artist I know says that so I'm gonna go with the matching piercing so where would you get a yeah. matching piercing at right nose Mm-mm. the small little <laughs> nose ring <Mm-mm. laughs> the matching tat the matching tattoo is a is a is a is a bad omen so <laughs> Can we break okay. that? Like, you know, y- y'all, y'all, y'all ever heard like, don't buy like your girlfriend's shoes because you can walk out of your life or something like that. <laughs> My <laughs> husband bought me shoes when I was dating, and we now we married. So, oh no! Oh well, look, I walked right into back his arms. Thing, good. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's that's a good way to flip it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> All right, what about you, Shannon? Um, 
So, no piercing, because I, I used to have my nose pierced. And so, I just cannot imagine my husband walking around with a piercing. <laughs> <laughs> a nose, a tongue, a face pierced, like, not happening. So, we're going to have to do the bad omen and do the tattoos, because um, even though I don't have any, I just would just get something simple. But, yeah, I don't, no tattoos for him. I mean, no piercings for him. <laughs> Maybe we get, like, matching ear piercing or something. I don't know, but I definitely probably have to do a tattoo. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ears. Got about those. Yeah, you got you can do matching ear piercings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lenora? Um. Okay. So initially, I was thinking of because I definitely want to do it with no no boyfriend. That's that's out. Mm-hmm. But if I was to ever get married, I used to say like, oh, I've seen like some people who get like their the, like when they were got married, their marriage date like tattooed around like their ring finger. I know like Steph and Aisha Curry have it, and um, and some other celebrities have. It. I'm sure everyday Joes have it, but they they just yeah. in the news and, and tell people they have it. <laughs> so I originally I said that, but surprisingly I said I would get a matching piercing. Can't do it here. Because of the fact that you know my ear is split, and I'm too scared <laughs> to get a piercing to my cartilage, just because I feel I've known a lot of people who said that it took a long time to heal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely went with what he said. I said a nose. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go, we brought him. We can look like Tupac. Okay. No, it ain't. You don't have to have the loop when you just have the small so, little. Like yeah, you know like like Tupac, how he had the little stud. Yeah. I don't like the loop one. They look like uh, like a bull. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that gotta be like. careful with piercings. Like when you do too much, it starts to look trashy. Girl, it's a question. I'm, <laughs> gonna... <laughs> I'm just saying in general. Not like I don't plan on getting no tattoos. But I'm just saying, like in general, certain things you get too many piercings or in the wrong spot, it look kind of yeah trashy. Yeah, but I, I do. I... I used to have piercings though. I love my face. We still got to put that. Do you have a picture of it? We got to put it up. <sighs> oh, well, back in the Rolodex for that one. That's back when I was like 18. Yeah, I can try to find some. <laughs> All right. I had a, I right. had a facial piercing too. A what piercing? I had a facial piercing before as well. Where? Where at? I had like a, a dermal kind of like under my left eye. Mm. Kind of like to the side of oh, my I've face. Oh, I've seen people have that. Yeah, I forgot mm-hmm. about those. Yeah, I kind of don't like them. They look like temples. <laughs> How long? Did Mine you... didn't. I'll send you a picture. Mine definitely didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all. We'll put up the picture so y'all can see his piercing that he had. Yeah, <laughs> that was not for everybody, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe not. Right. Or maybe not. Okay. So, question number five. Last question of the night. If we were the group, the Hot Boys, which member would you be? Lil Wayne. Oh, you know I'm gonna be Lil Wayne. Okay. Right. <laughs> and if, if I couldn't be Lil Wayne, then probably Juvenile, but Lil Wayne all the way. There's no way I'm picking anybody else. Okay, okay. Shannon. You you okay, wait. Know. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. The, we are both of y'all can't be Lil Wayne. Well, <laughs> sorry, E. Now, since you're the guest, you can be Wayne. So, right, and then cool. who you taking then? <laughs> today. After today, no. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Hot Boys. Uh, probably, probably Juvenile because he has some fire hits. So, okay. I don't have to go mm-hmm. with <laughs> Yeah. What about you, Lenora? Oh, no. Okay, let's wrap this up because (laughs) (laughs) because I am definitely going to be Juvie the Great. No. If I can't be Lil Wayne, then you Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Somebody got to be Young Turk because no, I, you can be Manny Fresh. Uh, absolutely <laughs> not. I love you, Manny Fresh. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be Juvie the Great. I'm even going to go get me a grill because I'm definitely going to be Juvie. I'm okay. That's okay. We're having two wines in this group, so <laughs> hate to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because I definitely got to be the one singing the lead part and back that thing up. That's going to be me. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> all right and if anybody wants to be BG, baby baby <gasps> i forgot about bg anybody if anybody else wants to be bg yeah. manny BG, fresh little turk baby, or a little tur- one of them gonna be little turk so <laughs> mm-hmm. what are y'all gonna be that so can't, please can't, let can't, us know can't do the bg he on the crackhead <laughs> Can't do, <laughs> right. uh, can't do, baby. He be having too much going on. He sure do. Yeah, he be flipping back and forth. You know what he is. <laughs> I'm cool, so I'll take little turk. <laughs> okay, you can be turk. Okay, well that means I'm yeah. winning. Then. I won. Yay! No, I'm playing. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we're gonna have Zoom auditions. If you want to be a part of our group, <laughs> you can email us. <laughs> we need an eight count from you. <laughs> audition. <laughs> <laughs> to see if we want you to be a part of our group <laughs> all right okay so this was fun thank you so much e for coming on and being vulnerable and for sharing as much as you wanted to with us and our listeners and shannon can you please let the people know how they can contact us yes. via t- yeah go ahead <laughs> um Instagram and TikTok is T-L-I-A podcast, T-L-I-A podcast. And our email is podcast.tlia at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And sorry, y'all, you don't have any social media. So <laughs> you no. like, if you want to say anything to him, you guys can DM us or email us and we'll get it to him. Yes, and also one last thing before we go, he's also in tech as well. So we have three different, four different people in tech. So there's no excuse for you not to understand how to get into your foot in the door. Yes, and he actually knows Jack too. See, yeah, to get, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got all these resources right here at your fingertips, guys. Yep. So hit us up, let us know, and we'll talk to y'all next Thursday. Bye. Bye.